All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Off Topics podcast. We finally fixed our freaking audio because now you can hear Tim. Yeah, a lot better. Not seem like I'm freaking far away. <laughs> yeah, like he had to he had to listen to himself, um, at, you know, like independently at his house. And he's like, man, I sound like I'm so freaking far away. I feel like I was talking through your mic. Yeah. And well, and, you know, and. You know, this this app voice meter, I had to basically kind of tweak it, you know, because I'm learning this thing on the go of how to do it. And so we've we've pretty much got it honed in now. So anyways, so so how's how's the week been, Tim? How was your New Year's? My New Year's was good. I just relaxed at the house. I didn't feel like going out. I just sat and watched the ball drop and watched the lame ass uh, freaking music they had playing for whatever performances there in Times Square. Yeah, I, I, I was out Ubering, dude. I, I, I tell you what, like people that, you know, my riders and stuff, they talk about, oh, yeah, you know, the busiest, the busiest time of the year is the night before Thanksgiving. And I'm like, that's the, it's in the top five. But like, like New Year's, I was making $85 a freaking hour. Okay. <laughs> like, you know, who cares about percentages? Like when I'm making $85 and I, I don't care what percentage freaking Uber takes, you know, but, but anyways, but, uh, I mean, I'm not even an Uber driver. I've seen a lot more people all Ubering on uh new year's than Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's, it's, it's, it's literally the busiest night of the year and it's the last freaking day. You know, it's, it's like, it's basically like Uber's like Super Bowl. Pretty much. Um, but, uh, so so that we're just this episode, we're just gonna basically break down, um, you know, WWE a little, you know, a little bit of A and W, A and W, A W, A W. That's so much I watch it, but uh, and just gonna break down, just kind of, you know, pay per view by pay per view or premium live event, whatever you want to call it, um, and then we're just gonna kind of get a recap of kind of who's moved around, where they're at, you know, are they any better oh, off of the um, so, so we're going to go and start off with the very, very first, um, WWE premium live event, whatever you want to call it, which was, which was day one. And I mean, I'm not, I, I think it's kind of a dumb name. It, it's pretty much as WWE is slowly coming up with some lame freaking I mean, names for well, pay-per-views because, because they end up like dropping some of the good, the good pay-per-view names down to like NXT. Yeah, they got. I know they uh, WWE um, got rid of Hell in a the Cell. They got rid of that pay per view. They, yeah, they they got rid of it. So like, okay, so what? So they got was... rid of that, and they got rid of uh, Money in the Bank, and one other pay per view. Yeah, they got rid of Hell in a Cell. Well, I mean, yeah, they're gonna get rid of Money in the Bank because I mean, when you have it set up like it is now, it's. It, yeah. There's no, there's no, it makes no sense. And honestly, you know, honestly, I mean, we'll just, I mean, we're going to kind of rabbit trail this whole thing, but like, I think honestly, the money in the bank, it's a cool concept, but like at this current juncture with like Roman Reigns being where he's at, I mean, you know, I mean, and then Austin Theory's botches even the US title one, which I mean, honestly, it was holding him back, but. Yeah, but, money in the bank pay per views. Uh, the money in the bank, that match is should just stay as one of the matches at WrestleMania. That's yeah. where it was. 
yeah, where I mean, it started. Where, yeah, I mean, and that's where it started. And I mean, and I get it. It's, I mean, but some of these pay-per-views, I mean, like, you know, like Extreme Rules or TLC, which are the exact same thing, but like, much. you have them set up and it's like, you get maybe one or two actual matches that have to do with the pay-per-view. And so it's like, you're basically getting glorified, you know, SmackDown main event, Raw main event, you know, matches that they could easily do, you know, on, you know, any of just, you know, a regular weekly episodic. It's yeah, a, that that is true, but I I I don't really like the brand split. I just wish they can kind of go back the way the way it was in the Attitude Era, where everybody can go to whatever show, and yeah. there's only one heavyweight title. Well, I mean, like I don't mind like the independent titles. I just I just think the fact that like they have them, you know, wrapped up right now for the last two years with the Bloodline, which I love the Bloodline, but like it's it's getting exhausting when you you sit there and have these competitive oh these these rivalries and tag matches that have nothing to do with the titles Pretty you much. know you, you know and so you don't it's like cool you have these great tag team matches but like like but then when it comes to going to the bloodline all of a sudden it's just like they're just playing these repeat matches whether it's you know the brawling brutes or you know uh, street profits or whatever but it's like there's so many good tag teams that like Steve they Brofers, just I don't really see them been doing so much. No, I mean, I mean they, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're in like useless rivalries where it's like has nothing to do with like you know they're not having any like tag team turmoil matches. They're not having any like build up, you know, to like an actual thing because it's like they're so hung up on the bloodline that like they just. There's just everybody doing tag matches, but none of them are actually like, you know. They've just been putting the spotlight more on the bloodline than anything else. I mean, it, it, it's. I mean, the bloodline is basically like Brock Lesnar. It's it it draws money, you know, and for being a a heel faction, <laughs> like people freaking love it. You know, yeah, I think look it's at the, how much merch they've been selling. I mean, I I think honestly, it's the first time in a long time that. You've actually had, you know, the bad guys, you know, almost in like a Razor Ramon, like where it was like cool to be a bad guy. And so like you have the bloodline who like, you know, they, you know, they're, they're bad guys, but like they're freaking fan favorites. Oh yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm a fan favorite of the bloodline. I got their t-shirts. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it, it, it's interesting though. I mean, I mean, it it makes for good television, but it's like we've been running on this for like two years now, and it's like okay, cool, all right, yep. They have these close matches. Oh, oh, two and a half count, and then it, it's oh, oh, he interfered. Yeah, I mean, outside interference has always been a mega annoyance for me. Then all they got it set up for uh, uh, next week's SmackDown is supposed to be uh, the honor honor. Oose, Sami Zayn Sammy versus Oose. Kevin Owens. Yeah. We all know who's going to win out of that match. <laughs> right. It's going to be yeah. KO. Yeah. And that's going to piss off uh, Roman Reigns again, and he's going to go into his yeah. uh, go his little his... Uh, pissy fit there again. Yeah. No. I think I, I think Sami Zayn's going to get kicked. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think eventually. I mean, but like this is like the best Sami Zayn's been though. Oh, this is like, the best Sami Zayn ever. This is the best gimmick he's had like 
you know, running forward. And like, and I honestly thought on that one episode where they're like, you're not wearing this bloodline t-shirt. And like, and, and they just like, ripped it off, it off like he was getting pissed at him. And then it ends up just like, again, the honorary yeah. use. And then you got Jay in the background, like that sour puss look like, you've got to be kidding <laughs> me. Just made me rip that other shirt off. And now you're going to give him this one. Like, what I the mean, hell? I mean, main event Jay Uso, man. But like, he's, I mean, it's like, he's had this, like, this resting bitch face for so long that like, you know, it's like, you know, like eventually, you know, it had to break. And, and so, but, uh, so we'll just, we'll kind of put a pin in this. Yeah. We're going to stop um, right there on that one. <laughs> we'll, we're not getting we'll into get our to, actually, we'll, our actual talks, what yeah, we're supposed so, to be doing. Anyways. I mean, so we'll, I mean, I mean, I'll kind of recap some of the matches. Um, don't, don't look at me. I don't remember half the matches. You probably have to like name them. Yeah. That's on my phone. That's what that's, technologies for but uh so i mean this is like before the you know the the you know the ww championship got combined um and it was a it was biggie seth rollins kevin owens bobby lashley and brock and you know i mean i i mean i don't know what was, was biggie at the was biggie at the time the WWE yeah, champion? Biggie, biggie was the champ at the time um and i'm pretty sure did he lose it I to think, uh, Brock Lesnar, I think yeah, because I think he had it for a hot second. Yeah, he had um, it for for I think for maybe it was like three or four three months, or four maybe. months. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was pretty much about the same distance reign as as Kofi's was. Yeah, Kofi was right you know? around there, but Kofi won it at the best place. And yeah, that was WrestleMania. I mean, yeah, I mean that was an exciting moment. Um, against uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and then so then you had another you had one of the SmackDowns, so you know. You know, in a typical fashion of you know, New Day versus Usos. I think honestly, that's probably the greatest tag rivalry like ever. Uh, New Day and uh, New Day and the Usos. Oh yeah, that, those two. When I watched New Day and the Usos, it brings back back in the Attitude Era. It brings back like with you had the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian or. Or the Dudley boys, the the rivalry they had in those era with those three teams is just uh, would uh, New Day and the Usos. That's, it just reminds me of those. It's yeah. just the just the vibes they give off and all the all their moves and everything they do in there is yeah, just and there's perfect. And, I mean, and obviously now, I mean, again, well, you know, this is off topic podcast. We rabbit trail a little bit, but like. I think it's kind of almost kind of res- out of respect that the Usos do the 1D, which is basically just, you know, the, 3D. the 3D, you know, just referencing, you know, day one or whatever, which, um, it, it, I, I mean, it's I, cool. When I, when I first started seeing them doing that move, I was like, oh, 3D, and then, then it's called the 1D. I'm like, oh, okay, well, well, whatever, it's still going to be 3D in my eyes. Right, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of moves that, honestly, you get a lot of moves that, you know, basically, I mean, the RKO essentially came off of, you know, like you know, basically cutter. kind of the it was the diamond cutter, which was that's basically what it was. It's I mean, obviously, the RKO is just it's it's a whole different setup, you know, because the diamond cutter was more or less like him standing still and then doing it. So almost like a DDT, but then, you know, the, RKO, you know, the whole the whole but... twist and drop just the RKO is honestly just way more in like there's a lot more to it. Yeah, Randy Orton does it really great. Don't yeah. get me wrong, Diamond Dallas Page did it pretty good too. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, he, he, I mean, that's the thing is, is like a lot of these wrestlers, you know, these these move sets come off of you know the history, 
Um, anyways, so back anyways, to, back to uh, back these, to, this pay per view. So okay, so then you then you know, and this is okay. So this match, you know, is Becky Lynch, you know, and Liv Morgan for the Raw Tech or for the Raw Women's Championship, which obviously this was not. You know, this was when you know Liv Morgan was finally kind of getting her her push. You know, her push, and you know, and I mean. You know, well I mean, deserved. Like, well deserved, one hundred percent. Like it, you know, because she had to break away from the Riot Squad stuff. You know, that like I mean, yeah, I feel they like they all got they all got separated. Yeah, and like, and that's the thing is like sometimes, sometimes, you know, the the you know the three people teams like eventually they have to break out because I mean the same thing with even like the New Day when like when Biggie got bounced over, like I feel like they you know they have to get separated to like show greatness because. Yep. You know, I mean, but like the new day, you know, I'll, you know, even though the fact that, okay, you know, now, you know, fast forward again, rabbit trails, but like, you know, like the Usos are longest, you know, reigning or whatever, which, you know, that's cool. But like, you know, they're, they're, the gimmick is strong right now, but like, you know, they're, even though, okay, they've had the longest reign, but Kofi has the most any by anybody. He has 14, I think it is, um, reigns as, you know, tag team champions, which best of luck, dude, that's. That's some like, that's some high level, you know, tag team continuity, um, you know, that you're not going to get, you know, you know, from these, these flash in the pants. Cause honestly, I mean, it was supposed to come a long way. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, all the way back from the, when they had the face paint, face paint and doing their whole, uh, yeah. And you know, their, uh, their, their dance at the entrance. Yeah. And like, and that's, that's the thing is, is like, Wrestling is, is is about you know storytelling and character development, and you know and some gimmicks work, some gimmicks don't. Yep. Um, and so we have again, this is before you know all the stuff because it was literally day one. You had RK Bro versus the Street Profits. Um, you know RK Bro was going strong, you know, for a while, but obviously, I mean, you know, due to Randy Orton's injury, obviously that kind of yep. killed. Dealing with his back. Pushed you know, him into, I think, retirement. I mean, that's what it's looking like. I mean, who knows? I mean, Edge was gone for eight years and came back. So yeah, they're they're already talking about trying to pretty much push Orton to be back at this year's WrestleMania. They're I mean, gonna try. Yeah, I doubt it. You know, and honestly, he, needs to, he just needs to take a long. He he needs a hard, long, long vacation because that dude is always at every yeah, I mean, show and like and that's the thing too is okay so like the next you know match was i mean these matches aren't in order this is just what's how they're listed on here but like you know edge and the miz right like as much as we all hate the miz the guy is arrogant and he's obnoxious but like the two does his freaking job he's he's pretty you know, much he's pretty much the blueprint that everybody needs yeah, to I mean, prove he's, to, if they can handle in the wwe yeah and he's i mean and he's done it at a high level he's you know, up till recently, he's been, he was the only two-time Grand Slam championship, which, like, when you when you when you're standing alone in the category, that means you're legit. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you didn't, you know, you haven't had as many technical like certain reigns with certain titles. I mean, he had quite a bit with the IC, but like, you know, when you when you've done you know it at a high level, and he's not taking time off, he's not, you know, he's he's not, you know taking a time off even though he's done movies he's on a tv show but like the dude shows up every week and annoys the hell out of us um and so like the last i mean the last one i have here was you know was mcintyre and madcap which you know that's 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 just a waste of yeah that was just a waste of uh, that is a waste of me even talking about because 
I mean, I mean, I mean, it sucks. I like Madcap, but if he's just he's just kind of that he's kind of that C-list celebrity. Um, Pretty much. So now we have you know the 2022 Royal Rumble, which you know that in and of itself. I mean, again, we're you know we're coming up on here the Rumble ourselves. But like you know, the last year, yeah. So so last the last year's Royal Rumble match matches we have are so it was Brock and Bobby. Yeah, it was Brock Lesnar. I think won it. Yeah, and then you know, obviously, you know, you know the the match we all wanted to see, which was Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Um, you know, again, you know, I mean, those two, you know, have been side by side for, you know, quite a bit of time. Um, and then you had, you had this, you know, these mixed tag matches, which are just kind of goofy anyways. And like, honestly, like, I don't remember who won all this stuff. I mean, we're just kind of recapping, but, um, so you had Miz and Maurice versus, you know, Edge and Beth Phoenix, which, uh, that was, uh, that match was Edge and Beth. Yeah. It was Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Miz and Maurice. Maurice is a joke. Yes. (laughs) She, she. She wasn't that great. Uh, she wasn't even a great Divas champion. Don't get me wrong. I think they just put her into the company because of her looks. Well, yeah, she's I mean, not. She's... she's not really good in the ring. She's no. She's, you know, she's, she's just more better as just, just a manager. She's just eye candy. I mean, and you know, I mean, basically how she be is basically pushing the envelope between. You know, PG and PG thirteen ish. Pretty much. You know, but she's I mean, been I mean, pushing it you know, hard. I mean, she's obnoxious, but I mean, you know, I mean that what's that's what makes you know the Miz and her, you know, where they're at. And so we move into the Becky Lynch versus Dewdrop, which again, Becky, I think Becky won. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I, you know, you know, I like, I hate to talk down about Dewdrop, but like, she's like. She's just another big girl that that's doesn't really do much. She's just kind of a jobber. She she she, she yes, she's a big girl. She she does have my honest opinion. She does have she has the star power, but it's just they're yeah, not one to try to focus on her wrestling skills or focus on trying to give her that little well, I mean, little nudge. She, they did give her the couple title shots, but I mean they did, but like I mean she's I mean I mean at least with Nia Jax, you know, again, you know, some of these bigger girl wrestlers, I mean, like Nia Jax, I mean at least had a little more of a push, you know, but I mean she had, you know, she had a better gimmick than Dewdrop. I mean, the fact that they even like gave her the name Dewdrop is literally kind of retarded. Yeah, like she you could know, have had a lot better name. <laughs> but uh, and so you have, you know, the Royal Rumble, which obviously, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was, it was interesting. Put it lightly, considering you had Johnny Knoxville in it. <laughs> um, yeah, that was and, that was funny. And uh, you know, like I, it's, it's cool. And he he eliminated uh, Sami Zayn in that match. Yeah, and then they, yeah, and then we'll, again, we'll touch on this in a hot second, but like, <laughs> and, but like, I mean, actually, who, who freaking didn't, who won the freaking Royal Rumble? Wasn't that a, it was Brock Lesnar. Wasn't it? I was it Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is the one that won it for you can go on to WrestleMania to take on Roman. Oh, uh, yeah. And then you, yeah, because I'm trying to like look at the list. I think he lost his WWE title at that night. 
and then he entered in the Royal Rumble as number uh, 30. Yeah. He lost it to Bobby Lashley because Roman Reigns interfered. Oh, yeah, and that's how that got set up. Okay, see? See, I mean, this is this is why we go tit for tat because there's things he remembers and I remember, and sometimes we just... Well, we middle. both, like, will remember certain things. But, uh, you know, and then you obviously like the woman's Royal Rumble, which honestly is just kind of dumb. I think Charlotte won that. Yeah. No. Um, uh, Ronda Rousey won that yeah, to go on then, to WrestleMania yeah, to take on Charlotte for the title. Yeah. And so, okay, so that's we're well, moving on. And, you know, I mean, like, I, you know, I wish that, like, you know, some of these storylines would, you know, have more closure than just kind of here's a spat, here's a filler match. You know, I, I use this reference, um, before i mean this is what this is one of my podcasts when i think i was i think i was talking about um survivor series and i i basically made the reference that like some of these matches they're like cheese on a sandwich it doesn't make or break the sandwich but like they're they're just fillers you know and, and i just I think agree. you know they i mean these matches that are almost kind of impromptu and, and there's nothing wrong with impromptu matches but like to put it on a pay-per-view though that's retarded. Like, like <laughs> this could have easily just been a like mid mid show match on on like SmackDown, Raw, whatever. Um. So the next pay per view, premium live, and I'm gonna keep on correcting myself. But uh, so we have Elimination Chamber, which I always love. Elim- elimination Chamber, like Elimination Chamber. Chamber. Oh yeah, I I remember who won out of the. I don't remember. I, I remember who won out of the men's elimination chamber match, and that was uh, Brock Lesnar who went in and won the WWE championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that was like it was like a quick turnover. Yeah, he pretty much. I I love when he a freaking uh, F five. Uh, uh, what's his name? Might have been Austin Theory. I think Austin Theory off the top of one of the cells. <laughs> Jeez, bash his fucking head in over and over into the glass. Oh, I was yeah, waiting dude. for it to crack. Like that was the thing is like when they have those pods, like I always just wait for the moment someone just like gets slammed through one, and then we just we just take away from the elimination process, like pretty much, you know, like there's normal do 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 you know, like selecting a pod, like someone just throws someone through, like oh well he's out. Yeah, yeah, your door's open, you can come right out now. Right, exactly. Or they lock themselves back in the pod. Oh, you got you got a lot of them that do that. I think I forgot who did it, but. <laughs> too but, many uh, yeah no and and then i mean here's a here's a waste of space match which was roman and goldberg goldberg yeah is that dumb. that that match again like, i love don't get me wrong goldberg was he he's a great yeah, champion he's hating but, but like it's it's that, like, that could have said no that was just another filler match oh you're next okay dude it was well, just you're, a no. rematch because that was a match they were supposed to have it when uh the pandemic happened and they were yeah. supposed to be at that wrestlemania but uh, Roman pulled out because of the whole with the whole COVID yeah. and all that, and he's dealing with a he's a survivor well, from cancer. Yeah, I mean, and like and like the the gimmick of Goldberg, like you're next, and I, like retirement is next for you. Retirement home is next, dude. Feeding tube, Walker, like this dude is literally, you know, he's he's not in shape. I mean, he's in like a shape, but like he's not I mean, in that. Uh, 20 30 years age no shape. i mean and like 
And then it's like when he had that match with the Undertaker, and it was completely botched central because oh, it was Undertaker like was it was like it, dude, it was like it was like a senior citizen match, like like which like it's sad that the Undertaker is. I don't know if Undertaker's probably older than him, but like yeah, Undertaker's a lot older than uh, you know, Goldberg. Like the fact that Undertaker's in shape, and you got Goldberg who's a shape. I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah, you and so, and then it's just the female elimination chamber match, which. I mean, they they're so limited now that they like they put out the pads instead of letting them feel the steel. Okay, <laughs> so... Goldberg, he is fifty six years old. I think they're probably tit for tat. Undertaker, aka Mark Calloway, he is he's a year older. He's uh fifty seven. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say they ain't far off. Yeah, pretty close. Um, and like I, and it's like these elimination chamber, like I was saying, is that like they, they put these pads out there now, like it like defeats the purpose of like the extremity of, of the, you know, elimination chamber. Cause like now there's like those pads out there by the, by the, by the steel. And I don't know if I think it's, I don't I think it's in both men and women's, I think now. Yeah. They got men's and women, but, um, what I hear, they, they pretty much, uh, or, in talks getting rid of getting rid of that pay-per-view too yeah i think it's just like i actually like that man oh i love elimination chamber that that's like it's, it's a lot better than a freaking hell in the cell well i mean like i mean it's like if i mean i will say like when i think it was the new day and the usos in a hell in a cell match i think it was i don't know i'm trying to think and i know yeah like, it was new day it was new i think it was new day and the usos were in it yeah, like if if, no, if no, it's no, a, that, no, that that was hell in a cell. New day and a new day and Usos never been in the no elimination chamber. Was in the hell in a cell for the tag titles. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, and I, um, but uh, and so I mean, again, you go have you have the women's elimination chamber, which was again kind of a snooze fest. Yeah, it's and not then, it's not not always a great pay per view. They. The only great paper, the only great matches out of that is just the freaking lamination chamber. The other matches before that, it's just, it's just filler, pretty much. Slices of cheese. Um. So, and then you have Becky Lynch versus Lita, and again, Me I have too. nothing. It was uh Becky Lynch and Lita, and like I have nothing. I'm like I have nothing against like these. I mean, legends as they were like oh, to, to come I, back. I love Lita. Well, yeah, we all love the freaking songs. Um, but like, but no, like I have nothing wrong with it. But it's just like they're there just to kind of, oh look, a legend came back. Like, but like they're not gonna like they're not gonna win the title. They're not gonna hold the title. They're just there for that nostalgia. You know, I Pretty mean, much. It, know? It, it felt like more like. Lita was pretty much passing down the torch to Becky. Basically, I mean, and then. So then now we have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, which is the Uso and the Viking Raiders. I don't think the Viking Raiders get enough freaking love. They don't. Those, they, dudes, they, are, they're, those dudes are beasts, dude. The dude's over there freaking doing freaking swanton bombs off the freaking thing, and he's like 300 pounds. Those guys can throw down. They, they, they don't get a lot of freaking credit. Yeah. I think that team can go all the way very far yeah and they they push them if they push them and then here's we're just gonna literally roll over this like freaking tape but like 
Drew McIntyre, Madcap, Falls kind of anywhere. Yeah, we'll just oh, dodge over that because no they one kept cared. having them in almost every other fucking match. Yeah, and then don't get me wrong, I like them both, but their matches together just wasn't that great. Yeah, and then it's more like I got to get up to go take a piss. Yeah, that's. And then you have Naomi and Ronda Rousey versus Sonya and Charlotte, which that's that. I mean, I don't even want to like, talk about that. It's kind of a boring, like. Where are they now? But like, and then the final one was Rey Mysterio and the Miz. I mean, honestly, watching Rey Mysterio is always like a highlight reel. Pretty much, he, you he, know, he he's not he's not the same as he was when he's younger, no. but he he could still move ever. I think he had, I think he I, he had a total of like sixteen surgeries on both of his fucking knees. Yeah, so that dude just needs to just pretty much retire. Yeah, which would make more or sense. Or just be a manager. Yeah. Or work in the back in the scenes. Yeah. I'm just going to take a brief little break here to, I don't know, we'll catch my right breath, back. take a pee, do what we got to do. All right. We are back from Brack. We're back from our brief little potty break slash McDonald's information, but that's just a topic for a different day. But <laughs> so. So now from when we go to WrestleMania 38, which actually we were at. So it's a little more, uh, we might talk WrestleMania a little bit more, just being the fact that we were there. So you had, so I think, I, I'm not in this any specific order, but like, so you had the Usos versus Shinsuke and Boogs. And that sucks. Yeah. Boogs got freaking hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he his knee destroyed buckled. his leg. Like, and you watch the replay, and it's like it's like when someone lifts weights, and then you see them like buckle under the buckle under the weight. And yeah, we watched that replay on that big yeah. giant Dallas so, yeah, Cowboys we stadiums. Yeah, screen. like we were in Texas, and so like I mean, we were in legitimately like the nosebleed. Okay, but when you have the biggest freaking screen on God's green earth. Like, I think it's like 167 by like 60 something. I don't know. But the thing is huge. Like, we could basically watch it like we were watching it in our living room. We were basically there with, with the, with the sounds and the pops and the, you know, the, the booms. Booms and bangs. So, I don't think what what people don't realize, and, and this is just for, for those who don't really watch too much wrestling and they understand, like, the difference between what you hear on, the TV and what you actually hear in stadium specifically for the bigger, like the pay-per-views is that, so the fireworks don't make that much noise. So the fireworks are actually, I mean, they're just pretty simplistic. Like you might get the, you might get the shimmers of like, kind of like the ones that go, you know, but they actually have these ginormous freaking boom things in the back of the, and behind the stage. And so that's pretty much what we were. I mean, we were legitimately maybe, we're right on the side of the WrestleMania side. Yeah, so we were we were stage left, and I mean you can see like you can hear. I mean, so we're we're legitimately maybe 150 feet away from these things. Besides, and, besides the first night, first night we kind of like jump seats from where we were. Yeah, we so like so the, you know they didn't sell out. And honestly, okay, so like this is what I kind of did some recon is that like. You know, when we were there, there was a lot of people there that were local. And, you know, which leads me to believe that they were either giving away tickets, saying, hey, fill the seats, 
you know, like you're going to the Oscars and you need a seat filler. Um, because there was the ticket sales were low, really, Very really low. low. I think so. Like between each night, there was roughly 80,000 each night. But when, you, when you're looking at ticket sales the week, week, you know, maybe even a week before, maybe a week and a half, they were down into like maybe 25,000 each night, maybe, maybe. 30,000 yeah, say, say, say the first night when we were there, um, just going out for the whole show, you could see all the empty seats and everything. Yeah. Uh, but night two was, you could pretty much can't even see any empty seats. I, I think yeah. night two was the main one that everybody was going for. Yeah, I mean, and, and I think that, like, looking at, you know, again, because... You know, the Cowboys Stadium seats eighty thousand. Um, pretty much, you know, their 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 seating is around eighty thousand. And and so you you factor in, you know, the stage, so you figure you're down to about, you know, sixty five thousand maybe, you know, plus the floor. I mean, there was roughly eighty thousand there each night, which, you know, doesn't break any records. But I mean, you know, I mean from our little stadium by comparison, I mean our stadium here in Grand Rapids is Van, Van Andel Arena, and it maybe seats ten thousand, maybe fifteen tops. I think summer's wrong and, there. And we didn't we we never sell that out. Like that's why that's why you know WWE will never come to a pay per view to Grand Rapids because you know we're 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 just not big enough. I guess. But yeah, so. I pretty much asked that question. Uh, I can't remember who I asked. It was somebody that usually works in the back. I'm like, why don't you guys ever come bring a pay per view to our town? Yeah. And the main thing that came out their mouth was your stadium's not big enough, your city's not very popular, blah blah that. We yeah. it's just your stadium won't ever hold yeah, a like, but the thing is, and it's like but like what's even stupid is the fact that like you get these pay-per-views that you know full well they're you know, they're black, you know, like during like, you know, kind of just coming out of the pandemic, you had all these black sheets, you know, covering and like you know, because that's why, you know, that's why the TV is pointed how it is. So they you have point, a lot they of pointed towards the, the audience that is more yeah. full. They want to block off half the arena and just focus on yeah. and so, one section. Yeah. And so to say that our stadium's not big enough, I mean, like, dude, we have when we have our live events and Raw SmackDown, like we still fill that sucker out. Oh, easy. yeah. You know, and like, you know, you don't have to give me WrestleMania. You don't have to, you know, you could throw a TLC Extreme Rules or something. I mean, something lame freaking you know, I mean, shoot. I mean, NXT could come to freaking Grand Rapids. I'd, I'd go to that in a hot second. Oh, but, yeah. you know, I just think it's lame that we, you know. Let's we... say when AEW came to town, uh, it didn't even, that didn't even fill the arena yeah. at all. The last SmackDown came to town, that, that thing was pretty pretty full and yeah. next month is monday night raw that might be pretty full yeah i mean i i mean me and my i took my son to his first like actual like you know a taping when i had taken to a live event before but you know took him to his first smackdown and yeah like i mean it, that thing was full i mean obviously you had the opposite side where like there was still plenty of people on that side behind camera mm-hmm. and you know and it's it's you can it's almost kind of funny that like when you're you'd think they'd have the camera like where more people can actually watch them like so when we're you're when you're at a live event like raw smackdown you're looking at their backs yep 
you know, and the only time I want to see someone's back is when Bailey's turned around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only thing at a like, the only thing a live event you know, that you don't zoom hear. in zoom in on that sucker. You know, I'm sorry, Bailey has like one of the nicest asses in WWE. <laughs> I don't even care. The only thing that only thing that like Raw or SmackDown paper, uh, TV shows, the only thing you don't hear is the commentary. That's it. What yeah, you I mean, hear, they, you can hear. They the... did a trial run of trying to do that through the thing, which I think, you know, I think it, it would add an extra layer to it. It but, might. Um, I kind of don't really care about listening to them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's better to actually hear the crowd like for what it actually is saying, and you know. Pretty much the crowd get you know gets away with saying holy shit like all the time because yeah they they, they were they used to like freaking bleep it out yeah there's no like I mean like the thing is is like there's too many of us yeah, you, you know, ain't gonna bleep us you, if you bleep it out you're bleeping out like the whole sound of the yeah, whole show then it's gonna sound like a it, it just sounds like yeah like that exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we did the same thing at the same time um so. We'll go back to day one, WrestleMania. Um, I feel like Drew McIntyre is falling off the wagon with, with good matches, but because I mean, it was him and Happy Corbin, which Happy Corbin's a joke. I mean, it's Tommy did, Bahama. Did Happy shirts. Corbin actually win that match? or No, no, Drew McIntyre. No, Happy Corbin. Uh, Happy Corbin. Let's see. Drew McIntyre yeah. defeats Happy Corbin via pitfall. Um, and then you had Miz and Logan Paul versus the Mysterios, which. Dominic Mysterio is a joke. It's a joke and a half. He never did develop mental like everybody else. He just jumped in. And even to this day, his matches are garbage. Pretty much. It's just, it's just, every time I see him on TV, yes, I know who his dad is. Me personally, I don't really think Ray Mysterio is his actual biological father. I think Eddie Guerrero is. But still, every time I see him on TV, I pretty much just get up and walk away because I don't want to watch it. His, no, his match mean, is just fucking lame. No, and it, like he he his wrestling moves are, and I've said this before, his wrestling moves are like when you play WWE 2K and you have this wrestler with no move set. You know, maybe you utilize someone else's finisher or one of his moves. Because, like, I mean, his frog splash is 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 okay. I mean, but like, you know, like you said, I honestly like. I think you know, to be dead honest, like I yeah, like I said, I think he's more Eddie Guerrero. I mean, he looks more like a Guerrero than than Mysterio than a Mysterio. And you know, but again, you know, that's that's a he that's has, a rabbit trail the, for a different day. Yeah, maybe he has some the look YouTube and the attitude. Yeah, I mean, and. You know, and I think it's a joke that he tries to. I mean, okay, so we'll 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 slow the track before we get to the end of this. But uh, so you know, you have Bianca defeats Becky Lynch via pinfall. You know, I mean, kind of expected that. I mean, we knew we knew they're gonna end up giving the title to her. Yeah, and you know, and yeah, and then so you have Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey, um, retains title. I. Ronda Rousey is not a full timer. I mean, she is as of recent, but like she was just that gimmick that came in, held the title for a hot second. You know, very Goldberg esque. She was, and, she pretty much has like the Brock Lesnar type of thing. She shows up whenever yeah, they need and her. I mean, she's she's been you know been showing up more nowadays, but like you know, usually planked by Shayna Baszler, which I feel like I feel like that's that's tainting both of them. 
Pretty much. Because one, Shayna Baszler is a certified badass. I think she's in her 40s. You know, and, and she's a badass. She does not need to plank, you know, managerial role to Ronda Rousey. Yeah, she don't need to be any role model. She don't need to be a uh, sidekick to anybody. She can no. be. She can handle yeah. her own self. And but, that's and that's just you know WWE's way of underutilizing talent. Pretty um, much that's why half. And then leave the so, I'll I'll get to I'll I'll wait on the last the last match because I mean we all know what what it was for some of us who did see it. But uh, now. Seth Rollins waiting, 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 that, waiting, dude. I knew, that I moment, knew, I knew that who moment it was, was so freaking intense. Oh, I yeah. mean, as soon as that music hit, dude, people lost their freaking minds. They, and it's like we all knew it was, was coming. We all knew it was coming. Yeah. And you know, but as soon as that, you know, like that music goes, and you know what's actually surprising is that Cody Rhodes has gone to what three different promotions with the same music. Yeah, That's, he's a like, new I, Japan I, and I think TNA. I, I don't think. Well, yeah, he had it in AEW, didn't he? So you had T- yeah, a TNA. He, he, I think he started. I think it more started out in. It started out in New Japan, and mm-hmm. he was going from New Japan for being part of the Bullet Club. Then he went over to TNA. He was in TNA for a long, hot second. Yeah. Then after that, he when AEW opened up, he went there to be part part owner of it, and he just decided to leave and come back to WWE. Yeah, you know, and he when. Any superstar, I've been to so many shows. Mm-hmm. Any superstar that ever comes back, I think Cody Rhodes, me in person, Cody Rhodes had the biggest pop. Oh, 100%. that roof! 100%. If that roof could because, come off that seal off that see, building. Because, it would have because because there's wrestlers that come back and they're in a similar gimmick, but like you know. Cody Rhodes in the American Nightmare. I mean, his wife actually hated his tattoo, but that is a badass tattoo. Oh, I love it. You know, like I actually know, thought and, about and, getting it. Right. I mean, I'm not that dedicated, but like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's that's for you. But uh, I just have my kids and some other crap on me. But like, I mean, but like that pop. I mean, that like, I mean, we had it recorded. I mean, and it it's. You know, when you see on TV, it's one thing, but when you're at, you know, for a probably, I would say, honestly, the biggest return, probably the last, and I would say, I would say a return in the aspect of like redeveloping a character. Like, honestly, I would say, honestly, the best. He had to, he had to leave the WWE because his character where he was at, at that time was Stardust. You know, and like, and that's the thing is, but like, you know, you know, that's just kind of how it was when he was there. Like, there's nothing, you know. You know, and I, you know, and honestly, I kind of liked him better when it was in Legacy. You know, when he was kind Legacy of himself. Awesome. But like, you know, I mean, the dude bulked up. He reinvented himself, and he came back. And like I said, I honestly think, in the last, I'll say, the last ten years, the best person to come back after reinventing themselves, because you know, you have people come back in and all the time. I mean, that's. That's WWE oh, release, and then we'll see you in a couple weeks, couple months, couple you know whatever. Maybe a year later, you know. And but like, I mean, biggest comeback in the last ten years, easy, hundred percent. And so you have the tail end of the night where it's, you know, the KO show, you know, with you know with Steve Austin, which I mean, that's a powder keg, you know, it's gonna explode. Oh yeah, it's so cool. But like, I mean, you know, I mean, you you pretty much, I would say. I would say between 
like okay, so what's what would what would your one two three punch be between Steve Austin, The Rock, and Undertaker? Like how how would you suit them as far as like when they come out, it just like shit hits the fan. It is intense, like on another level. And I think like I would go, I would honestly go Undertaker, Steve, The Rock, because Undertaker. I mean, we got to so like. So side rabbit trail, you know, was part of the weekend. But like, you know, we got to see the Undertaker inducted into the Hall of Fame after SmackDown. That was when we went to SmackDown. We didn't even know that was going to yeah. happen. We, we thought actually were, we thought, thought the Hall of Fame was taped. No, and I mean, and like, I mean, these other these other people that got in there, you know, Queen Charmel is a fucking joke. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I hate to swear on here because I know my son listens, but like, you know. She's a fucking joke. Queen Charmel. Good Lord. There's legitimately 50,000 different people from anywhere in the world that have wrestled in WWE that deserve more of a push than that. She was just a backup dancer in the freaking... Yeah, I mean, she was a go-go dancer in... King Booker! You know, like, like, you know what, man? Like, they're... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just going to keep on ranting because she's a moron, you know, and I hope that if Booker T is listening to this, he'll never listen to this. But like, she's a joke. Your wife is a joke. She is a shoddy piece of garbage on the freaking underpants of the WWE Hall of Fame. She's literally the gum on the shoe of the least person in, in the Hall of Fame, you know, and you know, but I will say though, like when you know the Steiner brothers got inducted, like I thought, it, I thought honestly, like it, it was cool to see, you know, you know Braun Breaker as you know him, but he's Bronson Steiner, you know, got to induct his dad and his uncle. I mean, if that's not a cool moment for someone who literally just just eked its way at that time into WWE, you know, that's that that was super cool, you know, and and we all know like. You know, Rick Steiner's like, all right, whatever, you know, Mm. but like, you know, obviously Scott Steiner, big Papa pump, AKA so much juice in his arms. He could (laughs) freaking get a straw, but like, like, but like, you know, but but it it, it, it was, it was a long time coming. And I think finally, I I think honestly, I think Scott Steiner did it more because he was, you know, of of his nephew. He was kind of baiting on even doing the hall of fame. Yeah. You know, and, but, you know, I mean, you know, I tip my hat to his professionalism. I mean, like, you know, obviously at the end of the day, like being in the Hall of Fame for anything just means you've done it. Yep. You know, because you, you can, you, can you know, and, you know, and the Steiner brothers, I mean, they they put in the work just like everybody else. You know, obviously, you know, Rick kind of, you know, just kind of dropped off, you know, and Scott Steiner was kind of wrestling all over the place. Um, But, you know, I, it, it was it was cool. It was yeah, cool. but I WWE mean, pretty much ruined his career. Yeah. I mean, but like, but anyways, you know, but so like the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, I mean, Undertaker was, so the, each of these guys got about six to eight minutes of, of of talk time. And for legitimately, at least, I think it was about six minutes of everybody in that, in that arena, in the Allstate Arena in Dallas, all, you know, just doing the whole line of, Thank you, Taker. You deserve it, Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah, he started like, crying. He started crying. Yeah, I mean, this dude couldn't even like for, for six minutes. He literally. I mean, there's so much adulation for the guy that's done it for 30 years. You know, people don't even have careers in sports for more than 15 years. 
you know, and obviously he's, he wasn't like a mainstay, you know, for the last probably, you know, 13 years, whatever, but like, you know, it, it's, but he's, he's been in the business for so long and, you know, anybody that you ask about Undertaker, he's, he's one of the nicest guys ever, you know, he, he he's plays, down, this, he's down he, you know, you know, and he's, he's, he's one of those trailblazers that's going to encourage the next generation, you know, you know, in, in a positive direction. Yeah, he's, he's, he's down to earth. He's, he's a great guy. Um, something new that I figured out, found out he got, I think he got his license to be a, uh, a preacher. Yeah. I think you said something about that. Cause that was yeah. awkward. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and so we'll, we'll dabble ourselves. Yeah, but I was to... happy. I was happy to see him get inducted in the hall of fame because undertakers is my hands down all time favorite from childhood. Um, he, he is the main character that got me to love WWE. Really? Oh, yeah. Let me I mean, rephrase that WWF back in the time. But when I got to see him be inducted in the hall of fame, I fucking cried. Yeah, no. And like, and that's and the thing is, isn't like, you know, like we've touched on before about, you know, our, our heroes from our generation, because again, like I said, we got it in small doses, you know, and, and, and back, you know, back in those days, like in, you know, the nineties attitude era, like, you know, there was, there wasn't as much like, you know, social media. And so like, you know, true fanship was when you went to those shows, you know, and you celebrated your, your favorite characters. And, and so We'll just kind of trail back here, you know, we'll get back on track for a hot second and probably take another break here because the stupid thing will have to record 30 minutes at a time. Yeah, I'm dogging on you, Anchor. Um, but, uh, and so you had Bobby Lashley and Omos, which, I mean, I don't know, I'm not too, not too entertained with Omos. His moveset is just, is very under the Giant-like. Pretty much. He's just, he's just a big dude, and there's nothing wrong with being a Did big he dude. Did Bobby Lashley? Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, and then you had Raw Tag Teams at the time, RK Bro, Street Profits and Alpha Academy. I'm I'm I like I love Street Profits. I love the energy, I love like the gimmicks, you know, the cup and all that stuff. You know, and I give a huge shout out to Angelo Dawkins. This dude is a big dude that can literally do, you know, ricochet type moves. Oh yeah, you know like, he could fly. Like, he, he, like, like I don't think people understand like some of these big guys. You know, Angel Dawkins isn't like huge, but like he's not Montez Ford size. But like, no. you know, even like Otis, you know, and you know the Viking Raiders, and you know some of these big guys that like these these guys are freaking agile. Um, but uh, so yeah, I again I'm not like I'm not gonna try to recap even freaking remember who won what, but. Um, so then you had Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> that that match in the no, funniest freaking match that, ever. That match was just freaking hilarious. It was, it, dude, it was it was just like jackass in a ring, and it was the best. Now and the, so now we had we had a lot of build up with Austin Theory and Pat McAfee. I, I I was happy. <laughs> I, I loved I loved that. That match. was that was that was a good match. I mean, and it went into. You know, Vince McMahon versus uh yeah. Pat. Yeah. Vince yeah. That, Vince, that, that. Vince is a little bit special. He's you know, he needs to accept his age because if 
if you know if if you were there live to see how terribly botched his stunner was. Oh God! He, he was more like Stone he like, Cold he was like got kicked in the, he he got kicked in he you know he did his typical kick to the gut, and Vince probably had a half a heart attack. <laughs> I think he shit himself. <laughs> I think I just shit myself. You know, <laughs> Austin Aries, Austin Aries, his his stunner was probably the best one I ever seen. Who who yeah. somebody who ever took a stunner? It, it's up there with uh, up there with the Rock. <laughs> the, no, the was, Rocks was the was best. He like jumped backwards. Y'all know Stone Cold. You look back at that. Stone Cold was just laughing when he did that. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have it was the women's tag team. I think it was like a let's see, one two. It's like a, it's a four. Like a it was a four-way. You know, I mean, not too entertained on, you know, fatal four-way tag matches because they sit there and, you know, you basically list it as a, it's it's basically like no disqualifications essentially, mm-hmm. but they want to have structure to it, but it's a no disqualification. So how can you get disqualified from? Pretty much. Yeah. From, from a match that's, that has no disqualifications, but like, oh, you got to tag in, but there's no, there's no, there's no rules essentially. Pretty much. Um, and then you had kind of a good build up with AJ and, and Edge. Edge. That that match that match was pretty good. I <laughs> I loved it. It was more funny watching uh Edge uh, not Edge uh seeing AJ Styles coming out and bumping his head on the freaking entrance way. <laughs> that was bad. You know, that big old cut in his head. For any of any of any of you who have like kind of see it on TV, because you probably see it better than us. But like yeah, he we totally clocked his dome on like the like right when he walked in. You know, basically like when Goldberg freaking hits the door and he's freaking dude's like, dude gave himself a concussion hitting the door. Like, like that's how that's how like old Goldberg is. Like, he's he's like a wrinkly sack of muscle. Okay, uh, I'm gonna get on this up and uh, with WrestleMania, the only thing I didn't like about night one. Any the certs you can sell, they only showed up on the big giant TV screen. Only certain characters. When Edge came out, they didn't even show him up. I we couldn't even see his yeah his, we did his, like, his was... badass entrance. Yeah, we couldn't. It's just yeah we didn't they they didn't have that crap televised. So to WWE, you guys suck. Okay. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. You suck. Um, Learn better. And then you had the headliner, which was obviously Brock and Roman title for title. And, you know, that would pretty much, that's pretty much brought you into, you know, the night two of WrestleMania. Night two. And so they hyped that match up yeah, so much. It was a hyped up match and it, and it, and it actually, it, it under delivered. Pretty much. So under delivered. I, I give it credit for both superstars. You had you had uh you had Brock Lesnar put uh Roman in his finisher one that arm lock and freaking I think he popped his muscle and he still yeah. ended up winning that match. Yeah, Brock's a little bit dangerous because he, he like he's a he is a certified MMA badass. Yes. Like <laughs> so it's like when you have this person who is legitimately like can actually hurt you because it's like same thing like Shayna Baszler, like MMA, you know. Same thing with Ronda yeah. Rousey. She's you know, exactly. Like, these people can actually hurt you, so, like, they have to blur the lines between actually hurting someone and not They have to get someone. the mindset out of that MMA background. They have yep. to put their mind into, like, oh, yeah, this is uh, entertainment. We can't do that stuff here. Yeah. 
So there's with, rules. So with that, we'll we'll be back here in a hot second, which will actually be three seconds on your time. But um, and we'll be right back. All right, we are back for some more. And like I said, this episode is going to be freaking long as I'll get out. So you're just along for the ride. So we are up to WrestleMania Backlash, which we we are pretty much okay. So you have, man, you know. I know some the, of the matches. This is the crap or just freaking recaps. You know what? I am not even going to go over Bobby Lashley almost 2.0. I don't care about Happy Corbin versus Madcap Moss. Maybe we're going to spin through these a little bit faster because I only really want to talk about just that I actually freaking like. Um, I'm okay so with that. AJ Styles Edge, great build up to the match. Um, definitely lived up to the hype. And, you know, when you have basically two guys from complete different generations on pretty much other levels, I mean, obviously Edge came back and, you know, I mean, he's still a, a shell of himself. But, um, you know, honestly, I mean, definitely a good match. You know, here comes Drew McIntyre again. Drew McIntyre side by side with RK Bro versus the Bloodline. And this is just kind of the beginning of the Bloodline. This is just kind of the beginning of, you know, the shell of what the Bloodline, I mean, obviously is now and the caliber of threat now. And, you know, and then you had, you know, Basically, you know, round two of Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Raleigh, I can't even speak straight. Um, I mean, definitely a good match. Oh, you know, yeah, I know Cody. I know Cody took that one, and Maybe. and so now you kind of you finish it out with you know again Charlotte Fair versus Ronda Rousey in an I Quit match. I honestly like I like I Quit matches because there's no rules. Other than you basically just say, I'm done. And, you know, it's basically, I mean, it's false count. And, I mean, there's only false. So it's like you're basically just beating the crap out of each other, you know, all over the Pretty place much. until basically someone's like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, with but, the whole Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, I think Cody Rhodes is still uh, 3-0. and He's 3-0 and against him. But, well, now this is actually that, that particular car, which was Hell in a Cell. Yep. Um, Where his arm was pretty fucked up. Oh, dude, that was dude. When he took that off, dude, people lost their freaking minds. You know, and here, here's here's these matches again that I'm just gonna roll over because, you know, here we are with Madcap and Happy Corbin, which you know they were, you know, they were all a little tagged up, and then it's like they had this falling out, which obviously was gonna happen. Yeah, I saw I mean, it happening. Madcap's, I mean, Madcap is, you know, he's a jobber at this point. I mean, he's not really, you know, he's not, a, you know, he's, his matches are good. They're just not, they're just not great. Um, now we start, we go back and now we have, we have um, Theory at the time. They, they dropped off the Austin thing and obviously they brought it back since, but you had him and, Mus, you know, Mustafa or Mustafa. Ali. I can't even pronounce that. Yeah, it's Mustafa Ali, which... You know, I mean, again, a good match. This is, again, this is kind of in the very, you know, you know, pre, um, you know, theory, just kind of kind of slowly building his character. Um, now, 
here's a match if you if you if you obviously don't know in retrospect um so you had Liv Morgan, Finn Balor and AJ Styles versus Rhea, Damian Priest and Edge, you know. And this is the beginning of, you know, the judgment which mm-hmm. honestly I still don't like the gimmick to this day. Um I think it's a stupid faction. They don't do anything but have interrupted matches, but you know, we'll we'll get more into that. Now here's again, you know, another you know, Bobby Lashley almost thing. Like they ran this thing for like months and months and months. And it's just goofy. It, it, it was just getting boring. I was getting sick of seeing it. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's those it's those repeat matches that like they just don't matter. They have no bearings. They have no no real like goal at the end of the day other than just to kind of put on good matches, which I mean they're good matches, but I mean again a, it was a fail. Almas is, you know, he's the seven foot Nigerian giant or whatever you want to call him. You know, like you know that they keep on tagging different names for him, but uh, now this is this is the this is the fun one. So, just to give a little bit of backstory, so so we obviously all know like you know Ezekiel was Elias, right? But like, but it was literally the funniest crap I've ever seen, and like he just kept pushing it, and then like <laughs> he had, he had so many run-ins with Kevin Owens about in the regards to like, oh no, I'm I'm Ezekiel, I'm, I'm Elias' Elias. younger brother. I'm Elias's younger brother, you know, and you know, and like I don't know how they did it, because like all of a sudden he came back and he had like this full facial hair. Like, did they like? Is that like, like painted? On, is it like glued onto his face? Because like I mean, even you don't even grow a beard that fast. No, it, no, there's no way in heck <laughs> like, a beard can grow that like, fast. It like, felt like he he his, in the beginning the, it literally looked fake. Yeah, he his character left. Then he was gone for I think about like a couple weeks or so. Yeah. Then he came back as um, Elias with a pretty much almost full beard. Yeah, like, I, well, I'm like is, you, your beard well, on steroids. I think honestly, I think the beard is fake. Like I dead ass think the beard is fake because the sense that like it literally looked like way too luscious. Like yes. seriously, like your beard, your beard is fucking crazy. Okay, <laughs> like I mean. It's seriously like you know you can't see his face, but I can because he's right next to me. But like, I mean, it's scraggly. It's kind of just there. Like his beard literally looked way too perfect, like it's a movie prop. <laughs> like it was all well trimmed and all nice and yeah, clean before, looking. Before... It looked it looked like they just cut off some like an like cut off someone's freaking hair and just attached it to his face because it was way too perfect. And obviously, yeah. I think now it's getting you know to the point where it's kind of back to being. You know, scraggly. But when he first popped that thing out, dude, it literally looked like one of those. So, like, I had this Halloween costume, and it was Bob Ross. Now, that's what his beard looked like. Is my Bob Ross beard? That's what it looked like. It was way, it was way too prim and proper for him to, you know, he was probably growing a beard underneath there. Probably. (laughs) Just he had extensions in his face. It was like it was more like a uh, toupee for his face, pretty (laughs) much. A toupee for your face. Say that four times fast. (laughs) Toupee for your face. Toupee. Toupee. I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Um. And so now now you have a triple threat with Bianca, Asuka, and Becky Lynch. Honestly, I don't think Asuka gets enough love for being, you know. I want her to go back to her new Japan style, the way she used I'm to I'm sick be. of the green paint in her face. Yeah. It looks like she's like she's like spewing boogers out of her face. <laughs> you know, and like in and, and like her little green mist, hey, 
Hashtag give Tajiri back his spray. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that that was his gimmick. That was that was his gimmick, and it's like, you know, and again, like you know, I know thing. Like so, we're we're recapping this stuff, but I know too much ahead of time because obviously, like, this is just a recap of last year, and obviously, we watch it every week, and so we we know these things in our head, but like, we don't want to we don't want to like ruin the the trend that is like the recap of 2022 wrestling. Yeah. And and so. But uh, and so you know, I'm already sick of Bianca Belair already. I mean, I she's 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 too nice. She needs to pretty much stop. I, she needs I to want go to, heal. I want to see how she would be. I think she was a she was a she was a baby face in NXT. I never seen her as a heel. I would love to see them push her as a heel and see what she can do. Yeah, because I think that like. You know, it's 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 no different than than uh, Bailey's gimmick. Yeah. You know, like how about the how about you know instead of who oh, the strongest, the fastest, the smartest, like how about the meanest? Yeah. Like like you know what if she just goes on this rant where all of a sudden she's like, you know what, you guys are all here to cheer for him, but when I went out when I was at the bottom, no one was here, and like and just run that gimmick to the fullest extent. Pretty you know, much, like, I agree. Just just turn heel, please, for the love of they God. They just it just. They need to. They it, need it, to I think, push I think, her I th- to be a heel. I think, because I mean, I think well, she needs her. to be a heel, even if it's for a little bit, just to kind of reinvent, you know, the EST thing. Because, like, the EST gimmick is kind of over... It's overplayed. You know, You know, obviously, like, when she lifted freaking Otis over her shoulder, okay, yeah, she is the strongest. Hand over fist. Freaking Otis. 350 pounds, dude. Lifts him like a fucking tire like a sack of potatoes over his shoulder, like respect in that aspect of being strong. But like the gimmick can only run for so long. Like even the rock had to reinvent himself year after year. Um, And so now you had, so a little backstory to Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins take three is Cody Rhodes got injured um, working out at the gym and he tore his pectoral muscle and his, in, his bicep, or bicep. Okay. It was his uh, chest and his uh, arm. He ripped it right off, ripped the muscle right off the bone. Yeah. And so he, he had his, you know, he had his traditional coat coming out and they got into hell in a cell and the dude takes it off and like jaws drop. Yeah. Everybody's I mean, mouth. It, everybody went silent. Oh yeah. I mean like it, it was bad. It was like, it was like back when, when triple H tore his pectoral muscle and, and like, and he showed the pictures like after the match, and it's just, it's just, it's disgusting. And honestly, this was worse than that. It was a lot worse. It was than bad, H. but Triple like Triple H even said it was worse than it is. You know, but like it was so, it was already torn off, so there's nothing more left for him to injure. You know, but like kind of for his kind of final match, obviously since you know for now he's you know on the shelf, you know recouping all that. But like, I mean, dude, that that was, it was bad. Oh, like yeah. it, I mean, it, it it looked like he he was in a very very freaking bad car accident. That's how oh, yeah. bad it looked. I mean, like there it, it, it was it was bad, and it was like, and it's like for almost a second you thought like, oh, it's painted on or something. Like everybody, or everybody, everybody was saying it was they thought it was fake. Uh, I'm like, no, that's not fake. No, that's that's, that's very real. freaking real. Um, so now we're gonna jump forward just a pinch to Money in the Bank, which. From what I hear, is kind of be kind of a misnomer, at least at the pay per view. It might still have the you know contract thing, but 
I mean, given given the last you know two plus years of wrestling, I think that like Money in the Bank for the men is going to be after like a, a a secondary title. Pretty much, you know, unless they unless they really actually go back to it. Because honestly, I liked the hype. I liked the hype of these people walking around with a briefcase. That's actually empty, but like, you know, anytime, anywhere, you know, obviously still the best cash in, I would say, ever, even outside of Edge's first cash in, but like Seth Rollins freaking WrestleMania, oh, dude. That was like the, best. the heist of the century, no cap. Like, you know, because I don't even know how they really plan out like the cash ins. I really don't. And so, like, but it was it was insane. Yeah, he they they asked him if he when he got to the to the pay per view for that WrestleMania because he took on Randy Orton earlier mm-hmm. that night, and best he, R- he best RKO ever though. Oh yeah, uh, he, they asked him if he knew he was going to cash in that night. He said no, but he got down to uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns for that for the uh, WWE Championship. No. Yeah, it was the WWE. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, then they called it and told him like, "No, you're going." He that dude ran dude, down ran. that ramp like the damn Flash and went into that it, it ring. Was, and like, yeah, no, I it, mean it, that was probably the best. Uh, you know, cash and, in ever. and that was like in the middle of, you know, the Seth Rollins transfer kind of gimmick from, you know, being part of the, what was it, the Shield. The, well, not the shield. Well, the shield. The lions. But then, but, then, but then it authority. was authority. The authority, yeah. And so I think like that particular moment, like, kind of broke him off, like because you know, like I said, you know, every every stable eventually has to have an end, Pretty or much. at least you know a breakup. In you know that was I would say honestly the one of the biggest moments in in WrestleMania history. It's you know it's I mean, still gonna go you down. Know, as I one mean, of the best. you legitimately had Michael Cole. Like more ecstatic than he's ever been. Like he yeah, was he like, "Oh, it's the heist of the century! The heist of the century!" Like, because it was. I mean, because you had you literally had these two, you know, Brock and Roman, like going at it, going at it, going at it. You know, which at that time was a big, like big a thing. big thing. And so when I just came down, it was just mind blowing because I was oh. watching it on TV. So like I was watching it live. So like, you know, I can only imagine the people at the stadium. Oh yeah, that uh, a friend of mine was actually at that pay per view at WrestleMania for that one. That was his first, and he said that place just erupted. It was that big. I actually kind of miss his OG entrance. Oh, me too. Even though, honestly, he honestly, I think his music right now, as it stands, is probably the the most crowd like. Everybody participation along, would it Ooh. sing my music Ooh. you know even though he's literally playing off his wife's music but you know pretty much you know that's that's a that's a rabbit trail for a whole different day but um so you have money in the bank ladder match which um yeah because austin theory won austin that theory won it. he he pretty much snuck his way into that match yeah i mean because he was you know, because like they don't, they don't even have him listed on here, you know, as far as the thing, obviously, you know, but this was in, this was in the height of, you know, him playing, you know, you know, basically, one. you know, the chosen one, basically Drew, Mc, Drew McIntyre 2.0. Pretty much. But, you know, I mean, comes in, wins it and, you know, and like, I, I you know, I get it, you know, and honestly, I, you know, 
Austin Theory, I mean, yes, he's the now, as he puts it, you know. But, I mean, honestly, like, I, I don't disagree. I don't either. Like, I don't disagree at all. Like, he's he is, you know, he's playing his heel role to the T. He plays it, like, the best. And with oh, his yeah. new look, with his new look now with a beard and and a leather oh, yeah. jacket, he, he's making that character. And he, I mean, he, and he kind of... And it's like he wasn't really a heel or a face when he kind of came onto the scene, you know, with his obnoxious, like, light blue and silver, you know, gear and yeah, whatever. Yeah, the phone. You know, and, and like, you know, but I mean, he, he he even said it, you know, you know, it's just like he he needed to break away from that. Like, the, the money in the bank thing was holding him back, which it was. Because he wasn't going to cash in on Roman. He even admitted that, even whether that's K, breaking kayfabe or not, like. He's like, no, I'm not I'm, I'm cashing in. Best of luck. You know, he's not going to win that. And and so then you have the women's money in the bank, you know, and, and Liv Morgan won that. Then cashed it in later and, on that yeah, night. Yeah, and, and cashed it in. And won. Uh-huh. You know, and, and cashed it on freaking Ronda Rousey, which was kind of the ultimate insult. Like, Oh, yeah. You know, because, I mean, because, you know, like we said just a hot second ago, is like, you know, how... You know, Liv Morgan, you know, she played second fiddle for so long. You see how fast Michael Cole stand up when her music played when she was coming down with that briefcase? Oh, dude. He Mike, stood up. Dude, crazy. Michael Cole lost his freaking mind. Oh, I like, yeah. dude, I tell you what, man, honestly, commentating wise, you know, I would I would honestly put Michael Cole above above Jerry the King Waller. Oh yeah. But Jim Ross, though. Jim Ross, he, he he was good back in the Attitude Era. Now when he's over in like AEW, he never moved his mouth. You know, like he was like a puppet. But like, but no, I mean, you have this. I mean, again, we're rabbit trail on this crap because, <laughs> you know, I don't think commentators get enough credit. Right. And Michael Cole's been doing it for twenty five years. Like he started out as uh, an announcer a, in the yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, back you know back in the Attitude Era, you know, and and I've said this before, and I. You know, I've even tweeted this to Corey Graves. I'm like, dude, like, I feel like Corey Graves is the next Michael Cole. Oh, yeah, I, I totally Because, agree. you know, I mean, even though he's kind of one-sided with, you know, these people, and he kind of he kind of plays the he plays the the yin to the yang to Michael Cole. Or, you yeah, know, I totally agree. You know, but, like, you know, I freaking love Corey Graves. I love Corey Graves. Like, you know, he he took a bad situation with him getting hurt and basically yeah, not, not able to wrestle. But, like, he, you know... He loves the business. I listened to his podcast, you know, after the bell, like, you know, you know, and, and he, he's enthusiastic about wrestling. He loves wrestling. It is his life, yep. you know, and when you have someone who's genuinely passionate about that, like those are the best because they're not faking their enthusiasm. Like it's genuine. It's authentic. Yeah. They, they, the main reason why he's being a broadcaster now is because he had so many concussions and they forced him to pretty much retire as a wrestler yeah and triple h offered him that position and he jumped aboard on it and since then he's been he's been holding it down and he's great at his job i listen to his broadcast he's awesome he's great he knows his. He knows his stuff oh, all yeah. I mean, from he's, back he's, in the day. Oh yeah, no, he, like he's, he's he's a lifelong wrestling fan. Like like oh, yeah. for me, like I've had bits and pieces of it. You know, when I was younger, because I you know I lived in a different household where I was like kind of restricted to watching you know wrestling and stuff like that. 
but like obviously you i mean you've you've, you've been to more pay-per-views and there are more you know live I, events I, stuff like I, that i uh i've been watching wrestling i think since I'm going to say 90, 95, 1995 or 1996. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I've been to, I don't know how many Raws I've been to. Uh, Smackdowns takes the cake. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to pay-per-views, I've been to uh, WrestleMania 23 in Detroit at Ford Field. And my second WrestleMania was the one this year, last year in uh, Dallas. And then mm-hmm. I've been to the NXT takeover pay per view. That yeah, we did, like that. we did that. Without, that was like that. We made a whole freaking weekend of that. Oh, we made the whole. I was like, because well, all of a sudden, niggas, well, no, because that weekend I was like, hey, dude, let's go to let's go to SmackDown. Why not? Yeah, we, I, we were at the restaurant. I, yeah, because yeah, we we were we were at Hooters. Okay, like <laughs> you know, I was like, dude, you know what, man. Like, cause I, you know, cause we almost didn't even go to this stuff because like, you know, my, my disability at the time for my shoulder was being freaking rinky dink. And then all of a sudden, like two weeks before it's like, Hey, you're good. And so like, you know, it, it's, it's nice. It was nice to just go, you know, and almost not even worry about money at the time. Like, you know, and, and to, you know, to experience, you know, yeah, that whole weekend Smackdown was, was honestly cheap. Yeah. It was on sale. Yeah. And honestly, like to, you know, to basically kind of, kind of pop my pay-per-view wrestling cherry as it be <laughs> with like pretty much my best friend. I mean, like that's like, that's, that's a moment that we're going to pretty much, you know, have for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I'm going to remember that weekend, you know, 19 hours, 1200 mile drive down there with super adrenaline. And on my back, it was exhaustion, but like, yeah, we stopped, be, just we, we being down one, there in Dallas was just awesome. I loved the, I loved it down there. Yeah, I, I would love someday in my near future, I would love to go back. There's, yeah, a, there's some restaurants down there, I would love to go, huh? You better, you better, you better get your license and share the freaking <laughs> drive, dude. That was 19 hours that I can't take back, okay? Like, oh, I know, you know, I mean, you stayed awake for the most part, but you, you know, you don't uh, uh, say the only thing I didn't really like about down there is probably the, like the crappy hotel we had <laughs> or the dude, shower bag. Uh, you had like a freaking was... trash bag for yeah, wrapped dude, around was, the shower head. Dude, it was, it was. It was legitimate, like like the hood. It was maybe like fifty bucks a night. I mean, like, I mean, don't, but don't I, I will bed, say the beds I, were great. The beds yeah. were comfortable. I was shocked. Yeah, I mean, I, I we lifted the lift of the mattress that we didn't find any needles. Yeah, I, I had know, to like no, check no, our no, mattress and flip you know, them up to make sure there was no well, freaking needles. You thought needles. I was joking. I was like, dude, I was like, like you go to these hotels, and I said, he said you always gotta lift the mattress, even if it's a good hotel. <laughs> yeah, we had to check. I had to check for like roaches you and know, shit. I mean, well, I mean, Roach is like the animal, and Roach is like the <laughs> like. Oh, we, had, we had to run up to we had to run up to freaking Walmart just to get some air freshener because the last two people oh, in yeah. there, man, made that hotel oh, yeah. room freaking, smell like an it, ashtray. It smelled like an ashtray. I mean, it, like it's it was gone. bad. We literally, I we Duke bought like a we just it. we legitimately walked in there with like air fresheners in each of our hands, just everywhere and Lysol <laughs> and dude, yeah, dude, and like. Well, see, this is like this is why we rabbit trail, but like, no, but like in like it like the AC was on one temperature. Yeah, they're like we couldn't change the temp. the The bed sheets that they had was basically like a like a thicker a thicker like top sheet. It felt more like a freaking napkin, or yeah, something like that. That's what know, it felt like. Honestly, to me. like I mean, it was a blast. I was comfortable. 
Yeah, I mean, we slept fine, but like, so anyways, back to, <laughs> so this is at the, this is at the pinnacle when, um, you know, the Usos, fi- you know, finally, you know, won the undisputed tag team, you know, and. Yeah, we were there. I was, we were, you were at SmackDown when they became yeah. the undisputed tag team yeah. champion. Yeah. And so. I saw that happening. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, again, to, to push. You know, again, here goes, you know, now we have a different matchup where, you know, you have Theory versus, you know, Bobby Lashley. And I think Bobby Lashley actually won that. He did. He took. Um, he won the uh, United States title for him. You know, and I mean, I didn't really touch on, you know, Ronda versus Natalia. But I mean, Natalia, I mean, she's been around for a long time. I mean, she's like one of those people that's been around for a long time and she's she's done a lot. She just hasn't done a lot. You know, she's she's maybe had some tag things. I don't think she's at all. I think she might have won the Divas Championship back when. Maybe. Who? Natalia. Yes, she has uh, held the Divas Championship back yeah. at the time. She's uh, I think two time Divas Champion. Yeah, and then like, and like, and I the thing is, is and again to touch on like Divas Championship, like I'm glad that they made it the women's title so they could kind of break away from that. Whole you know Divas. that basically we're just here to be sex symbols kind of mentality. You know, and you know, they, they, kind of they cemented need the pu- it. They need the push just like the men do. They need to be put up there with the men because half of those damn women can handle being the crap out of a man. Hundred yep. percent. All right. Well, so we, you know, again, we keep on getting close to the freaking time limits on these stupid thirty-minute minimum. But uh, so we'll be right back. I mean, literally right back because we're not actually gonna. We don't have any potty breaks this time, so we'll be right back. Right. Holy moly, guacamole. We are yeah, back. back, folks. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So now we're going to run, we're going to kind of run a rough shot through some of these because, I mean, it, it's too much to get to and you're probably already stopped listening. So we're just going to do this for posterity. <laughs> but like, hopefully you guys are not sleeping. So, if you are, hi. Good morning. Good evening. Good morning. Want me to fluff your pillows? All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, okay. So we're just gonna run through this a little bit here. So we have Mysterio. Oh, so this was SummerSlam. So we have Mysterio's, you know, Judgment Day, no disqualification, which basically just doesn't mean really anything. Another boring match. Another freaking sleeper cell. You know, Miz versus Logan Paul. I mean, that was I, actually a good match. That was a decent match. I mean, honestly, I like. I don't think people understand like. When you get these celebrities, basically, that come into the wrestling world, Logan's put in the work. Yes, he has. Like, I mean, dead ass. Like, the dude's put in the work. He's out there, you know, even Triple H is giving him props, you know, for the fact that he is dedicated to it. And so, so we'll go, you know, here we go. Um, I think this is like the third time over the course of this for Bianca and Becky Lynch to kind of tussle up again um yeah, and i, and I think i think you know i think bianca still i think even still won that one again because basically didn't want to play SummerSlam, you know 2.0 um so now we have so after um money in the bank when um live cashed in so now we have live as champ you know across from ronda rousey which you know again lives finally getting here just deserves and she actually won that, you know, needless to say, a little bit 
a little bit shysty, but I mean, you know what? That's 90% of championship matches, so. Pretty much. Um, So now here we go. Um, You know, undisputed tag champs, Usos versus Street Profits with none other than guest referee J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. As a special guest referee. Yes, I said that because that is how he says it. Yeah, you said it pretty correctly. Yeah, well, I, I have the letters in front of me, so I can't it. mess up his name. <laughs> but no, I mean, and of course, it was, wasn't was it in Nashville, I think, or something like that? Or? Yes, it was in, uh, no, it was in, uh, yeah, it was, I think it was in Nash, Nashville. But I don't know, either way, I think it was where Jeff Jarrett lives, I think, something like that. No, it was where uh, Bianca, it was not far yeah, from Bianca. Memphis, I think. Might have been Memphis. Probably. I don't know. Either Somewhere way, around there. If you, you guys can, you guys can look it up. Here. It's called Google. <laughs> Google anything. Yeah, Google can find anything. Right. And so now we have across again. We now we go to Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin. Yeah, we're just rolling over that. I don't even care. I, yeah, I mean, that, that, that that wasn't even. That's about as entertaining as going to the dentist. But um, <laughs> so now here we have so. Now, Theory lost to Bobby Lashley, and so now we're going to go kind of for the thousandth time between, you know, multiple, you know, the handful of wrestlers going for the United States Championship was Bobby Lashley versus Theory. And I thought it was a triple threat. Um, I, 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 don't, was, I, think, I think that was the next one. Probably was. I know. Because it was, because, yeah, because it was, it was basically going back again and... You know, Bobby actually beats Theory, and then now Theory kind of gets pushed out. Yep. And then yeah, I think the I next one, now. Seth Rollins rolls in in the punch, and then we'll get to that one in a hot yeah, second. Yeah, now I remember. Um, now we have, you know, again, another, you know, banger of a match with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar in a last man standing. Oh, that match, now, that match was just that match, great. I loved that it. That match, farm boy Brock Lesnar is the best Brock Lesnar that he's ever been. The freaking flannel shirts. The the man tie bun, not even a bun, it's like a man tie, hair tie, I don't know. What was hair? His ponytail. Oh, his uh his Vikings. That's his uh that's his Viking style. That's what that's what he's going as. He's doing the whole So if you uh, put so if, so basically if we put my hairstyle and you together, we could make her okay. All right. <laughs> Pretty much. Because <laughs> I have a I have a like Vi- a man, I, have, say, I have a man tail and no hair beard. Or no Tim hair. has no hair. I'm, I'm 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 actually okay with that. I used to hate being bald, so if but I finally had a baby, accepted it. Would it looked like Brock Lesnar. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I wouldn't look like that. But you know, because yeah, he, not, I like when he brought in, I like when that, he brought in that uh, tractor and lift up the ring. Dude, that was so insane. Like, I mean, I don't think people understand the fact that I don't think Roman even. I don't think even Roman even knew that was going to happen. And then he, well, because, and then he jumped, then he, like, and then he literally lifts Roman up in the thing. Like, that match was just, like, okay, like, now, let me set the scene for him. So, in the middle of the match, you know, all the stuff going on, and here comes, here, you know, Brock goes up the thing, comes back with a freaking loader. Like, you know, (laughs) know, it's, he's legitimately playing to the gimmick of farm boy, and he really, honestly, he does have a farm. It's not like he's like he's not playing a character. This is no, this he, is just him being more himself. Pretty versus, much. Versus, you know, he's kind of losing the beast, even though his entrance says beast incarnate. Like, he's he's kind of having more fun with it. 
He's pretty much he, their WWE is pretty much letting him be a uh, baby face and actually. Yeah. And the thing is, along like, with it. and it's like, and he's actually, and the thing is, he's what happier. People, what people actually don't know about Brock is that he actually has a lot of anxiety. And when he's talking in the ring, that's why it was so easy for him for, for two decades to have Paul ponytail Heyman in, you know, and doing all the speaking for him. Cause he honestly didn't, he doesn't like talking. Yeah, he, he was he, very, he was he, very, very minuscule in the in the the amount of conversation and, and time he talked. And so, like, if you actually like, you actually do a little digging for your own for your own information gathering. But like, Brock actually has quite a bit of anxiety. Like, he actually when he has those, he actually I was reading something. Stutters. I actually watched a video. He kind of stutters. A he little. basically well, no, I mean I don't like the stutter. I mean I stutter, but like he actually goes. He has to go home for a couple of days and like kind of regather himself. Which makes sense because he's he's played he's played the same role for so long and it's like now he's kind of at a different point in his career where he's you know now he's he's gotten rid of Paul Heyman and like honestly like outside of wrestling honestly like Paul Heyman is a genius oh yeah he, you know he, a genius he has mind the brain sets. you know he he has a grasp for it he's you know like him and Eric Bischoff literally probably some of the best minds outside of like. I'd say honestly, they're high of better minds than freaking Vince. Okay, like Vince has a team. Vince has all the stuff. Like Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman, those two could make their own brand and 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 run with it. Oh yeah, Vince is just known for trying to kill shit. Yeah. Sorry for my language, everybody. <laughs> oh whatever, man. I've already swore like four times. I know. I try not to. Oh, all right. <laughs> so so now we're gonna we're just gonna trail through these. So we have. Edge and Rey Mysterio versus the Judgment Day, the the new Judgment Day with um, Finn Balor. I, I don't think I I don't th- so I don't think um, Edge and Rey Mysterio. This is like the just kind of this brief moment before I think. Um, I'll see, you know, I can't remember when Finn comes in. Um, well, no, Finn Finn came after came at Kevin pretty quick. Finn came in pretty quick after because they went they were going to have Finn join and then they turned on edge oh yeah that was i'm trying to figure out i'm trying to figure out exactly when um dominic joins in officially um but you know again you know pretty pretty you know banana you know banana sandwich match that doesn't really make much sense i just came off the top of my head now here we are at clash of the castle so i didn't actually announce which pay-per-view i was at but now this match in my opinion one of the top five matches of 2022 because I don't think people understand how legit of a badass Gunther is, Walter, whatever you want to call him. Like the dude is an like, and he's, he's actually got in shape. He's, he's actually got in shape. Like they basically said, "Hey, you want to stay? Get in shape." But yet you have Kevin Owens who wears t-shirts all the time. But like, so like, but it's like he got in shape, and honestly, he's a force. And like him as you know the IC champion currently still, like, the dude is on another level. Because he's again, he's a big guy. I mean, his move set isn't like isn't like crazy, but he's intense. Oh yeah. When I don't think I think honestly, his backhand in his, or his slap, I don't know. Oh, his slap to the his chest. Slap, oh, I think God. that's honestly better than the big show slap. Oh, hands down. That because, hands down. Because if you you know, when you see like, you know, like you've seen people in the past, you know, get that hand from Big Show, and it's like, hey, there's a mark there. Okay, but that's a mark. 
when Gunther hits that a couple times, dude, You're just he's popping believe. blood vessels, dude. Like it is insane. Yeah, and like he... I don't even know how. Like because like it's it's just a generic move. It's a generic move, but yet somehow it is just freaking brutal. Yeah, just Seamus Seamus's chest after that night was just oh, yeah. blood dude, purple. And, you know, and you know, and that's like, and, I, and I'm glad that like Seamus is getting back into the mentality of, you know, you know the Celtic warrior, you know, and, and being back to that that brutal badass that he was in the beginning. Oh yeah, when you he know, first came even though he WWE. lost them, that was literally a banger, and literally I say one of the top five matches because honestly. I really don't think any of Roman Reigns' matches have been that good. It, that because, that you know, he that match was probably the best match of the whole year. Because because see and like this is the thing that bothers me about about wrestling is that when people are down there at ringside, it like they they dink around for three or four different times and interrupt without getting kicked out, and then all of a sudden you know the ref all of a sudden gets a spine and oh you're kicked out, and then they walk three quarters away down the aisle, and then like they still. You know, it's, it's stupid. I'm so like, I, you know, if Roman is so damn good, let him be out there by himself. You know, let him, you know, it, you, you, it, it's, it's just getting, it's getting to the point where like, you know, at least Paul Heyman stays out the way. Cause he's, he's a goon, but like, you know, you sit there and you bring down the, you know, you know, because basically like, you know, when, when Solo Sokoa finally kind of cemented himself in the bloodline at, at Clash of the Castle getting involved. It's like, oh, here we go again. You know, Roman's Roman. If you're so damn good, leave the guys in back. Yeah, leave your goons in the back. You're, you Be know, it's man, like, and the thing it. is, and like, you have good matches, but like, you know, please enlighten me and just come out there by yourself. If you're so damn good, leave the guys in the back, make clean matches, and leave it at that. Yeah, you had great matches when you left oh, yeah. the shield and you were handling it by yourself. Yeah, because you had you know, some decent banger matches. It just, it just, it just, it's tainted. Like you know, it's, it's. I don't count them as me personally. I don't count those as wins because he had to interfere. Well, that's the thing is, is like, you know, in cool he has had a long reign, but the problem is, is that like, that's just the gimmick that's going, and like, and that's what's just working. Five years from now, when this gimmick is a thing of the past, no one's gonna care that he he he's the fifth longest reigning. Yep. No, like I, I don't you're gonna be, you're gonna you're gonna care. literally be a footnote unless you unless you develop a character where you're you're by like, because I get, I get it. The bloodline is a great great gimmick, but like at what point in time do you realize that if you want to be if you want this long term relevancy, you gotta do it by yourself. You know, and so we'll continue down the card. We have Seth Rollins and Riddle, which, I mean, that went on for a hot second. I mean, it it's it ran its course. Yeah, you definitely when they had their uh their last uh uh interview with each other, that definitely went from the PG straight to almost back to the Attitude yeah. Era. You know, and I'm just gonna roll over these matches. You know, Bianca, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, and you know, Damage Control. I don't like Damage Control. I don't, I don't like them. I like. I think they're boring. I think Bailey's you know, the best one out of that group. Bailey's the only one that's really adapted to a different character with damage control because Eo Sky is literally just the same. You know, almost culturally insensitive. You know, Asian, Japanese, Chinese, whatever. 
Mm. Like, and obviously she is, so it's not like she's being culturally insensitive, but like, it's just cliche, you know? And then you have, you know, Dakota Kai, which she was a badass at NXT, but now she's just this goofy, giggly, obnoxious. She's like that one annoying person that you didn't, you couldn't like, stand in school. She's like nails on the chalkboard, oh, you know? Yeah. And, and it's like, and again, this stable, again, just like a bunch of other ones are sitting there doing, you know, these outside interference crap and it just taints it. Now, now we have Liv Morgan continuing on her streak, you know, again, you know, beat Shayna Baszler, obviously. Now, you know, and I feel like this, this match, you know, this, you know, the main event, which was Roman and Drew McIntyre, like it, it was a match a long time coming, but at the wrong time. Pretty much. Because honestly, how are you going to have a guy who's from the country you're in lose? I was so hoping Drew because McIntyre I thought, would win. I honestly thought, like, I thought Drew, this was going to be his time because he carried, he carried the, you know, the the pandemic era. Oh, definitely. And, and, but he never got to like sit there and 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 get the the crowd pop of him holding a title. Yeah. And it's and it's it, it sucks. That you know, was like, I feel a, like that that crowd was like a WrestleMania crowd. And he wanted that title for he could actually hear that pop. He deserves that. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is it's like Drew legitimately carried the pandemic era and he's literally pretty much, you know, and it's like, I get it. He's doing his job to a certain extent, but like, but you also want like, you know, you kind of want some recognition. Now we'll move to. The next pay-per-view, which was Extreme Rules, which, again, this is these pay-per-views where, like, they're only doing a couple of the matches that actually, Go you know, are, are extreme. Yep. You know, again, you know, they have three, you know, I think they had three matches because they had, because let's see, we have, because we had the Brawling Brutes, which I think is a great faction. I think that's actually oh, a lot better that. than most. I love that group. But I believe Brawling Brutes and Imperium, that's a banger. That is a banger. Because you have, you know, and I like that they're kind of allowing, you know, Butch, a.k.a., you know, the bruiser weight, you know, um, from NXT. Like, I wish they would have rolled his character still, but instead of giving, giving him this basically, the look. you know, you know exactly, you know. And again, great match, you know, it's a, you know, a Donnybrook match, which I just was like a bar fight. But, uh, oh, it, you know, was, it then, was great. I loved it. I thought know, it was the best then, match. And then you have, you know, I feel like honestly one of the most wasted talents that they brought back was Karrion Cross, and it was a strap match with Drew McIntyre. You know, good match, great match. You know, and then so now, now with, you know, after you know Edge basically kind of got booted from Judgment Day, so now you have him and Finn Balor in an I Quit match. Obviously, again, again the tainted outside interference crap that pisses me off because I'm so freaking sick of these matches and it's so cliche after all i'll be a wrestling fan till the day i die but that doesn't mean i'm not fucking irritated same here yeah it, it, i'm just tired of these interfere stuff it's getting so freaking old why can't out. we have matches where they it's fair everybody's just fighting with each other typical yeah. shit it's just interfering crap. It's just getting old. It seems like it's every week, every pay per view. Week in, week out. It's it, it's annoying. I can't stand it. It's not like the old school. Yeah. And so then, so I know it's you, never going to be like that. Yeah. 
people. And then it's like, I mean, you had honestly like the fight pit with Matt Riddle because he actually got his Matt back in his name, by the way. You know, and then Seth Rollins. Like, dude, that was a freaking cool ass match. Oh, it was. I loved it. You know, like wrestling on top of the thing, you know, and then coming down like, you know, definitely Matt Riddle's wheelhouse. Um, and yeah, so now we have time inside one of those cages, you know, now we have here again, you know, you know, you have Bianca and Bailey, you know, for a ladder match, but it's like, here we go again, like outside interference. Yeah. It's a ladder match. No disqualifications. It was but the like, first ever women's ladder match. Yeah. And, you know, and Bianca retains and it's like, you know, like I, I, I said, I, I, I don't know how to use the term, but like, I understand what they say when it's like, hey, Bailey, you're just there. You're just there because, you know, EO and Dakota have actually have tag titles and you're just kind of there. You're just like a manager with a nice ass. <laughs> so, but uh, anyways, so, you know, that, I mean, not a whole lot. And then you basically have, you know, again, you have Liv Morgan, Ronda Rousey. And, you know, and Ron Rousey wins. Yeah. And then, you know, then we're back to back to the status quo. The the dream is over, basically. And so now I, I recapped this myself, but I didn't obviously do it with Tim. So WrestleMania Survivor Series War Games. Honestly, hey, thanks for finally bringing this match. <laughs> like, yeah. they've, they've had it in the past, obviously, like way down, but like. But to like the NXT, like when they brought in, because they used to have NXT War Games every year. And that was, that was the match. And the fact that they decided to hybrid that up to the main roster, like <laughs> the match they, was they, insane. Be, they better keep that on the, the main match roster. Was that was a banger-ass match. Oh, yeah, dude, 100%. And like, you know, and, and finally, finally, grumpy Jey Uso finally... You know, give Sammy his justice, you know, gives yeah, him his respect. Him a big hug. Give him a freaking hug because you know what? Sammy's been doing his job. Sammy was like the look on his face when you got a hug from him. He's like, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. And then you had, and, you know, and then you had the women's one, which again, kind of a eh. Well, Sammy actually carried that match the most Dude, out, of the, like, out of the bloodline. Oh, He's 100%. the one that carried 100% through it. Yeah. You know, and, and, here and then it's like okay, so like in between all that, so you have the SmackDown Women's Championship, Ronda Rousey and Shotzi. Yawn. Yeah, that was boring. Break. I'll guess I'll make some was, dinner. Uh, that, I bet you half that crowd went to go got some beer and popcorn and some hot dogs, whatever. Yeah, it was just not eventful. Or at went all. to the merch stand. No, and then you have you know a definitely a you know Balor Club Bullet Club you know clash that finally happened with AJ and Finn. Definitely a. I'm kind of glad WWE is actually announcing yeah, the Bullet they, Club. They're literally acknowledging Bullet Club, Ballot Club, whatever it is. Yep. You know, but I think they, I don't think they wanted to do it until they brought back the OC, I think. Yeah, they waited to the OC. That yeah. was at the uh, class of the uh, class of the mm. castle. That's when they announced, that's when they were coming out to all three yeah. of them came out together. That's when they, uh, Michael Cole actually announced. Yeah. He the actually Bullet said Club. it on live TV. That was insane. I didn't, I didn't believe it. I had to go back and watch that episode. That's that match in that entrance. And I didn't believe it. And then when I heard it, I'm like, yeah, I think holy, I, texted you. I think I texted you or called you or said something. I was like, dude, they just said it on there. Yeah. 
Um, and so now, so this is the match that I was kind of touching on earlier when it was Seth Rollins, um, current, you know, United States champion versus Bobby Lash and Austin Theory. And, you know, great match, you know, honestly clean. It was, it was you know, great. You know, it was, it was, it was the match that just, it just, they let it ride because you have Bobby, who's a beast. You have Seth Rollins, who's just, you know, strategic, you know, the architect as it was, Yep. you know, and Austin stole one. But you know what, though? That's just the name of the game in Triple Threat. And even though that Bobby Lashley spear was, you know, it's kind of a botch. It was. But I mean, but you, but like, you know, but in typical WWE fashion, you just kind of, you play it, you run it, and pretty much roll with it. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, so, you know, after this, you know, freaking hour and a half ish, you know, very long episode. Yeah. But it was a really good one. Yeah, you know, so we kind of got to recap, you know, you know, our passion is wrestling in a nutshell. I mean, that's kind of our bread and butter when it comes to like, you know, what we really talk about. Obviously, the other stuff is, you know, we're going to have those Rabbit Trails podcast episodes and like, you know, that's cool. But I think honestly, like, we're probably going to end up doing more wrestling mixed with, you know, Rabbit Trails of things. But, uh, you know, so I... You know, if you if you are listening on a regular basis, cool. Thank you. Yeah, um, thanks. That means a lot. This you know, is our I mean, first. This just... is our first time doing a broadcast. This I mm. this is my first, and I am really happy about doing this. Yeah. So it gets know. me out of it gets me out of a little uh, loop out of uh, other stuff I do, and lets me speak out to a lot more yeah. people. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, we're gonna you know, you know, we we're just we're the off topics podcast there's nothing on like there's nothing off the table and you know and honestly if there's things going on like currently like in the world we might talk about it you know we're not gonna we're not gonna like you know go too far into you know our opinions on certain things i mean we will but like you know take it with a grain of salt like we're just two dudes in grand Rapids, freaking michigan just just chilling having a podcast so i mean we'll We'll get with you next week, and next week we're pretty much probably going to be covering more of our uh, kind of continuing with the wrestling commentary, um, just kind of uh, more of a recap of, you know, released wrestlers. Where are they at now? Are they still relevant? Did WWE screw up? Yeah. You know, did AEW capitalize? So, you know, we will see you next week, and this is the Off Topics Podcast. Have a great night. Thank you.